Welcome everyone to What I Have Learned So Far with Meg Letty. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Welcome, everyone. So today we're going to jump right in. I want to talk today about being vigilant about burnout. And the reason why I want to talk about that today is because here I am talking about burnout, lecturing about burnout, putting fantastic changes into my life and into my day to help mitigate and prevent burnout. And yet this week, I feel like I'm burned out again. And here's why. Because I have done so much research surrounding burnout, I know the signs and symptoms and how they manifest particularly in me. So this week, my sleep has been disturbed. I've been up at night. One night I was up from 1 to 4 a.m. and I could not shut it down. Even with all of my tricks, I said, where are my feet? I feel okay. I am safe. All of my things. I did enough today. And yet from 1 to 4 a.m., I could not shut my brain off. The other thing is I've started having reflux again, which was one of my main symptoms when I was burned out before, but since which time I have come off all of my reflux medication and I really watch my diet to make sure that I'm eating foods that don't cause reflux for me. And yet this week, reflux has rebounded for me. Also been very snippy with my family and... If I am being brutally honest, I have felt like crying every single day for about a week. Just at some point during the day, it just hits me that I'd like to break down and sob. And I'm not really quite sure where that is coming from. I thought it might be hormones for a little while, but it's lasted too long and I am really not sure where it's coming from. It's truly amazing to me that although I'm very vigilant about burnout, It is happening again. And I am sure that it is happening 
worse for so many others that probably don't even know they're living in burnout because it's just become their norm. I know when I took a step back and focused on my health and well-being that my symptoms surrounding my sleep, my reflux, my snippiness with my family, um, and my mood changed significantly. And so this is why I can recognize these symptoms now as burnout and not as my regular kind of mode to live in. So here I am recognizing that I'm burned out. Oh, and the other thing is I'm starting to drop things at work, which I don't do. I always have reminders like about everything and suddenly I'm missing things. Now, nothing bad and you know, nothing's happened, but I am missing things. And that also tells me that I'm burned out. So here I am. I am noticing this. I am very cognizant of it. And yet I am still scared to do anything about it. So for over a year now, I've been trying to get into therapy for long-term therapy regarding some trauma that I'd like to work through. And I haven't been able to get in. I'm on all sorts of wait lists. So this week, I took a courageous step and called our personal assistance service at my facility that I get eight free counseling sessions. And even they're backed up. It's going to take me about three weeks to get in. But that was a big step for me to now admit I need something in the short term in order to get me to my long-term goal. And this is hard because, I, I mean, therapy for me didn't seem like a big step, and especially because I'm on a wait list, right? So, you know, I called, but I haven't had to, like, go. And now I really need to go. Um, I really have to take care of my mental health. And this is really hard for me to admit. And so it's going to be interesting pushing publish on this podcast, I'm not going to lie, because I'm probably going to take a pause and be like, do I really want to admit to everybody out there that I'm struggling and that this is a thing? Well, yeah, I do. Because if I don't and we don't talk about this, then mental health is still going to have a stigma. And especially in medicine, you know, I don't think anybody wants to think that their practitioner that they see has any issues with their mental health, but that's just not the case. And you can be a very stable, well-rounded, wonderful, beautiful person and still be burnt out and need help. So I want to put this out there. I want to be the courageous one to say, yeah, I need help. And so I've reached out and I have an appointment and I'm super excited about it because I want to talk about this and I want to feel better. And I have been putting things in place that have kept me good for so long, but obviously I can't do it all on my own. And it's about, like I said last week, it's about accepting help. And it's about, you know, being courageous enough to look at your life and want to change. And I do, I want to change. So off I go to my um, counseling sessions starting in a few weeks. Very excited about that. Also, within all of this, I was thinking, man, I should probably take some time off because I probably just need to rest for at least a week or two weeks just to get my bearings straight, get enough sleep, get enough rest, um, just so that I can handle all the kind of mental anguish that we go through every day in medicine. And it is, it's anguish right now. I mean, it is, I am getting bombarded from all sides 
Patients are more anxious and upset than I've ever seen them in my entire career. Everything is taking longer. It is hard right now. And that takes a mental toll when you're doing it every single day. And so I was thinking about trying to take some time off. Now, again, I'm trying to take time off for my mental well-being. So I was thinking maybe I could use sick time instead of vacation time because this is not a vacation, nor is it necessarily planned. I didn't think three weeks ago that I was going to need to take some time off right now because I didn't know I was going to be burnt out. So I was trying to figure out, okay, well, if I want to take sick time, then I need a doctor's note. Well, how do I get a doctor's note? Well, do I make an appointment with my primary care doctor and say, I'm burnt out, I need a week off from work, and is she going to write? that for me? Would I write that as a practitioner? I don't know. So then, you know, you're thinking about that. And then I'm like, well, it's not, it's going to be a few more weeks until I get into my counseling, which I think they could write me a note. Um, But that's going to take a few weeks. So I'm in this kind of conundrum of, I think I need time off. I think I need a mental health break. And yet I don't know how to get it. Um, And it should be easier, right? It should be easier for us to access this. And then the other part of it, which is weighing on me probably more heavily than anything else, is what I think people are going to say. So if I, and I have, I work with some of the most incredible people and they're so accepting, but I still have a stigma around this saying, like if I emailed it to my supervisor and my supervising physicians and the people around me at work and said, I need a mental health break and I'm taking sick time to do this. They all would be supportive. I know they would all be supportive. But in my mind, I would think that there's just a little crack in their trust, like just a little crack where they're going to be like, man, is she going to do this like more often now? Is this going to be a problem moving forward? Is this, you know, can I still give her like the same tasks and stress her the same because is she cracking? You know, so. To me, it's in a, it, you know, in medicine, sometimes I feel like it's an admission of weakness and weakness in medicine is just not something you want to portray. So this is really hard. There's a lot of undertones here that are kind of pinned throughout medicine that have really come to the surface this week for me when I've been asking myself these questions, like, why is it so hard for me to pull the trigger and say, like, I need time off for my mental health? And it's because I don't want to be laughed at. I don't want to be pictured as weak. I don't want, you know, people patting me on the head and saying, like, they're there, Meg. Like, we know that you're not as strong as the rest of us. So... I just wanted to put this out there because I know that more people than just myself feel this way. And maybe you don't talk about it, or maybe you don't speak about it, or maybe you don't even realize that you have these thoughts because you haven't been able to bring them forward, but you feel that way. Somehow you feel it inside. Well, I want to talk about it, damn it. (laughs) And I want to bring it to the surface and I want to change medicine. I want people, I want my supervising physician to come in and be like, hey, I need to lean on you for a week. I got to get out of here for a week. You know, can you see my patients? Can we, you know, make this work out? Because I really need a break. And I want to be able to walk into work and be like, hey, you know what? I Instead of one week this summer, I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to be on vacation for a week. And the other week, I'm just going to recover. I want to be able to do things like that and have support and know that it's not looked at like it's a weakness. 
or that you're putting your work on somebody else. It's just a team and we all support each other and we all want to be there for each other. So that's what I want to work towards. And that's why I'm bringing it up in this podcast, because I want to bring it to light. I want people to talk about it. I want people to bring this up at work and see where it goes. We need to have these conversations. So tip number one is examine how you feel if you had to say to somebody, I need a week off for my mental health. How would that make you feel? And what do you think would happen? And just ask those questions because I want to know. I want to know what you think would happen. And if it's an environment that is not embracing that, again, we got to change it. We got to be the ones to change it and ask the questions and do these things and stand up for ourselves. Okay, that's the first tip. Second tip, I am reading this great book by Martha Beck called The Way of Integrity. It's the second time I'm reading this book and I'm reading it again because my book club, that's just an elevation book club that I started in my neighborhood to just read books that would elevate us. We decided on this book this month and so I'm rereading it and it's it's always amazing to me that different pieces and parts of this book that I don't even remember reading before are hitting me so much more strongly now. And one of the things that she suggests in the books that is a one degree turn, she said, if you were in an airplane and let's say you take off from California and you did a one degree turn like to the right or west or south, whatever you want to do, every hour you would end up in a significantly different place than if you had stayed on course. And so she equates this to making small changes in your life, which is what I propose too. Just making small changes can make such a big difference down the road. I love that she simplified it because it's like, well, what do I do? Like, how do I make a 1% change? She said, take 10 minutes. Take 10 minutes a day and decide that to do something with that 10 minutes that you want to do. And the example she gave was this gentleman that she was coaching and was working in military fields and was not happy, but had three years left in the military and just did not want to give up the pension. And he was miserable. And she said, you know what, just do something for 10 minutes a day. And so he decided, well, you know what, the TV show that I watch I don't love it, so I'm just going to end it 10 minutes earlier and go out and play with my dog. And that was the change that helped him on his road to finding a new career and a new life and just so much more love and joy in his life. It can be that simple. It's just take the time for you to do something that you love. She gave another example of an artist who took 15 minutes a day and just did whatever she could in that 15 minutes. And it turned into a little side business for her. She did cards and sold them online. Again, these are such simple things. And I feel like, you know, even if you can't find 10 minutes, find five minutes. Find five minutes to, and I've talked about this before, dance to a song or listen to a podcast for a few minutes or you know what? Clean something. Like if if cleaning makes you happy, cleaning makes me very happy. Cleaning an organiza- organization, I'm not going to lie, make me very happy. I I do a little dance when things are clean and organized. So, you know, if that makes you happy, do that. 
fit something into your day, a 1% change in direction can lead to such a huge change in life. Okay, third tip for this week. This one is super practical. So dating back to like one of the first podcast episodes, I talked about getting rid of all of your holy socks and all of your holy underwear because we all have them and we shouldn't be using them. They need to go and they need to go in the trash. So it's a little reminder if you have still yet to do that, those should be in the trash or you can recycle them somehow and use them for some other purpose, but they shouldn't be on your body. Okay. So hopefully you've done that. Now, the next one is, and I know we all have these, is when was the last time you replaced your toothbrush? I mean, I think we probably all do it fairly regularly, but it probably falls behind just a little bit. So this is your little push. Please replace your toothbrush. The next thing is, when was the last time you replaced your hairbrush? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to do that. So get on Amazon or head down to the store and get a new hairbrush and throw that old one out with all that hair in it. Okay. And then the last one is, when was the last time you replaced your makeup brushes? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. There's bacteria on those that go on your face every single day. Get them gone. Get some new ones. Come on. We're elevating our lives here. We can do this. All right. So that is the podcast for this week. So a little bit of light and airy at the end, a little bit of heavy in the in the beginning. But you know what? All together, it makes for a great life. Okay, so let's recap really quickly. The first tip stems from asking the hard questions about the stigma around mental health and taking time off surrounding mental health in medicine specifically. And what does that look like? What does that feel like? And how do we fight against it? And so I just want to get the conversation started about this so that we can move the needle on making our culture better surrounding this. I'm going to go to counseling. I am going to ask my supervisor what it looks like to take a week off on sick leave for my mental health and see what comes from it. Okay, tip number two, switching gears a little bit to something a little bit lighter is a one degree change in direction. And what that looks like for you in your daily life is taking 10 minutes and doing something that you really want to do for you. And then the last one is let's take a look at our hairbrush, our toothbrush, and our makeup brushes, and let's get some new ones we're worth it. All right, take care. I'm going to see you here next week. I can't wait. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.
The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.